welcome to Career Sequel, the Return to Work podcast. If you're re-entering the workforce after a career break, you just found your one-stop shop. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Coles, industrial organizational psychologist, career strategist, and the founder of Career Sequel. Each week, I discuss strategies you can use to bridge your career gap and land flexible, meaningful work you'll love. My mission? To help you find a job that fits your life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Career Sequel Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Coles. I have a treat for you today. As you know, I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn. If you've been tuning in this past month, you've gone through my four-part LinkedIn profile optimization workshop. And my hope is that all of you feel amazing about your profiles and that you're ready to reap the benefits of LinkedIn. But I want to go one step further and give you the insider secrets of LinkedIn. And that is where this week's guest comes in. I'd like to welcome Jeremy Schiefling to the podcast. Jeremy Schiefling has devoted his career to helping others succeed in theirs, from teaching kindergarten in Brooklyn, to recruiting top students at Teach for America, to leading education marketing at LinkedIn. Jeremy has touched the lives of millions of people at every stage of their journeys. And along the way, he's published the best-selling LinkedIn book on Amazon. He also served as a career coach for military veterans and MBA students at the University of Michigan and produced the most viewed video in LinkedIn's history. He currently leads consumer marketing at Khan Academy and shares his thoughts on Break Into Tech, a site for anyone who wants to launch a tech career. Jeremy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here, Lee. I am excited to have you. And Jeremy, I just wanted to share a little bit of background as to how we met. You reached out to me over email, though I'm guessing that you got my address off LinkedIn. I'm sure. (laughs) And you mentioned that you were a fan of the podcast and suggested that you'd be a great guest. And you also mentioned that you published this book about LinkedIn. So I decided to do a little research. I went to Amazon and I checked out your book on Amazon and it's called LinkedIn, Conquer LinkedIn, Get Your Dream Job, Own Your Future. And I got to say, it looked good on Amazon, good enough that I went ahead and ordered it. And when it came to my house, I opened it up and I could not put it down. You did such a fantastic job, not only describing the ins and outs of LinkedIn, but also going several levels deeper. I could absolutely tell that I was getting the insider's view and that you had been a part of this LinkedIn machine. So I am so happy to have you as a guest today. Oh, it's totally my pleasure. And I can't wait to dive into all that LinkedIn goodness. I know, I know. So let's start off by just talking about why is LinkedIn important to the modern job search? Yeah, so I think the biggest misconception with LinkedIn, and honestly, as a marketer at LinkedIn, I'm probably responsible for this problem, but people see it as another social network. Oh, I've already got Facebook and Instagram, and now there's TikTok. Do I really need another social network? Well, in fact, LinkedIn is best thought of less as a social network, a place to waste time, and more as a tool. In fact, probably the most important tool in your career arsenal. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, because unlike those other sites, there is a whole other side to LinkedIn. There are all these recruiters and headhunters and hiring managers who need your talent out there. And they're scouring LinkedIn every day to find top talent And so being on LinkedIn is not just sharing a bunch of random stuff and liking a bunch of random stuff. 
but getting yourself found by the people who need you and who can change your career. And so what are the first steps that people can do to be found on LinkedIn? And I know that people are also very interested in talks about the algorithm and how that works. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we'll get to the algorithm in just one moment. Okay. But I've got to make a little case for doing your homework first. Yes. Because I think if you're not really sure where you want to go, then it becomes a lot harder to get there, of course. I know a lot of people go onto LinkedIn and kind of just put in random stuff, trying to fill in all the spots but they don't have a clear North Star. So if you're not sure what your next step is, whether you want to rise up the ranks or change careers or whatever you might be, wherever you might be in your career, do your homework by going to your school's page on LinkedIn. So let's say you went to the University of Michigan where I went, you're going to find 500,000 Wolverines working in all these fascinating walks of life. And you can reach out, you can say, hey, from one Wolverine to another, we'd love to learn about product management or accounting or sustainability or whatever they're working in. And through those conversations, get a sense of what your right North Star is, so that way you can build your profile around. One thing I love about LinkedIn is it seems it's it's a more authentic place to live. I feel like you can really develop connections over LinkedIn that you can't as much in a very crowded atmosphere like Instagram. And I do, I tell my clients, go to your alma mater. You have a shared experience, shared connections. I think it's a fantastic place to start. When you go to University of Michigan, for instance, there are so many people on LinkedIn. What do you do to hone in your search? Tell us how to kind of hone in and make sure you're talking to the right people. Yeah, great question. And so this is actually my digital baby, if you will, because this is what I worked on when I was at LinkedIn. But if you go to your school's page on LinkedIn, you'll see this little thing called the alumni tab. It's kind of hidden away, like all the really good stuff on LinkedIn. But if you click on that, all of a sudden you have all these filters at your disposal. You could say, I was a philosophy major at the University of Michigan. Where are all the philosophy majors today? And then you'll see that there are all these philosophy majors at Google and Goldman Sachs. And you say, oh, that's so fascinating. What are they doing there? So you click into their profiles. You see that they have traveled a kind of similar path to you. And now you've found your people. These are the folks who are just a few steps ahead of you and you can really learn from. Okay, so you found your people. What next? Yeah. So now this is the really critical part of being open to exploration. I think so often, you know, there's such a focus in our country on like, you got to get the right job that sounds really good to your friends and your parents and everyone else. But you got to understand what motivates you first and foremost. And so before you even think about what's out there in the wider world, do a little soul searching. Like if you think back and close your eyes, what are some of the proudest experiences you've ever had? We were so deep in what you were doing that you just lost track of time. And if you can identify what that felt like, what the context was, maybe you start to say, ah, my superpowers are that I love leading teams or digging into data or organizing challenging um, issues. And then when you're talking to these alumni, you can say, hey, what do you do all day? And if there's a really strong match between what you love and what they have to do, you're like, ding, 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 we have a winner. Mm, I love that. What do you feel are the most important things that job seekers can do on LinkedIn? Yeah. So now we can talk about sort of going on the offense, right? You've done your homework. You've gotten Uh your North Star in place. How do you actually get found? How do you um, get the best chances of getting these jobs? So the first thing is to understand that even though there are these millions of recruiters on LinkedIn, they're not looking at every profile one by one, of course, they're using the LinkedIn search algorithm to find the right people for them. 
So you can imagine you're a recruiter at Google. You come in there, you say, I need a product manager in California. And it pulls up all the people who match those criteria. And so the number one insight is that LinkedIn is ruled by keywords, which means once you know that North Star, don't leave it locked in your head, get it onto your profile and especially your headline, that little piece of text below your name, because that has the greatest weight of any section in LinkedIn's entire profile. Right. I just finished with the four-part LinkedIn profile optimization, and it's all about keywords, like you said, that keywords in your profile that's that the algorithm loves more than anything because it's a condensed space. And also using those keywords in your work experience section and your about section. Can you tell us just I think a lot of people don't know what it what LinkedIn looks like from the recruiter's point of view. Yeah. What does it look like when a recruiter gets on LinkedIn? What are they doing and what pops up for them? Yeah. So you can imagine if you close your eyes, kind of an alternate universe of LinkedIn, not the free one that we use all the time, Lee, but one that costs $10,000 per year per seat. And yet every recruiter in the world still pays for it because it's that powerful. It gives wow. them access to all of the world's talent. Mm-hmm. And so on this screen, you're going to start with a search for a specific job title. Again, I need an accountant. I need an analyst. I need a stockbroker, whatever it might be. And immediately LinkedIn's algorithm gets rid of everyone who doesn't have those keywords. And only the folks who have it time and again on their profile rise to the top of those search Mm -hmm. results. So you say time and again. What is the balance between... Because I know when you write your LinkedIn profile, you're writing it for the algorithm, but you are also writing it for a human being. You can't yes. just just randomly type in accountant, accountant, accountant a million times and, yeah. and have someone think, oh, you'd be a great person to hire. What are the rules? Such a good point, Lee. And so I think the sort of one-two punch of LinkedIn is you definitely need the keywords themselves in there. And so you can put it into your experience section, your about section, your skill section even your education section, if you use those skills in that context. But then think about that poor human recruiter who at some point actually has to read your profile. Right. And so rather than have a blank profile, which most folks have, or have an overly verbose profile, which I see sometimes with like a massive wall of text, put yourself in their shoes and say, hey, how can I give you just the most compelling little bits that give you peace of mind that I'm the perfect candidate? Mm -hmm. So kind of like the Sports Center highlight reel version of your career, those little bullet points, those little anecdotes that bring your candidacy to life. If you can lead with that, you make it really easy for recruiters to want you and to pick you. Should you be thinking about writing your LinkedIn section, your profile any differently if you are just trying to connect with others in your industry? If maybe you're not looking for a recruiter's attention, but you're trying to form networks with people in your industry or in a potential industry? Yeah. So let me ask you this question in in return, Lee. If you had a recruiter from your dream company reach out out of the blue, even if you weren't looking for a job, and they said, Lee, we want to interview you for a job that could change your life and your career, would you be interested? Okay. You got me, Jeremy. You got me. (laughs) (laughs) And so you can imagine then that even when you're not looking, and I know most of us aren't looking at any given time, Mm -hmm. it's always good to have that keyword density on there so that you are attracting the right folks if that dream opportunity ever arrives. And in addition, if I'm checking you out as a professional, just in terms of networking, I want to get a sense of where you're coming from. So I'm kind of like a recruiter myself and that I want a taste of your story, a sense of why you're so awesome. So for both of those audiences, make your profile great. Okay. 
That is great advice. So should you be connect like actively seeking out and connecting with recruiters on LinkedIn? Or do you yeah. wait for them to come to you? So I'm going to say something a little bit controversial. I hope all your recruiters out there don't get mad at me. <laughs> I would argue that as important as recruiters are to the hiring process, they're ultimately only the gatekeepers, the folks who allow you to go on in the process, get an interview, have a final round, all that, versus the actual decision rests with the hiring manager, aka your future boss. Mm. And so often we as job seekers obsess about the recruiters because they're the face of the company. Totally makes sense. Whereas the hiring manager is the one who truly controls our career destiny. So if you actually go to LinkedIn and apply this magic little phrase, I'm hiring, all in quotes, what you will discover for the first time is all these hiring managers who are coming out of the shadows saying, hey, I desperately need talent at my company. Maybe you're an awesome fit. If so, you and I should chat. Mm -hmm. And so if you can build a relationship with those folks and not just with the recruiters, you've gone right to the final sort of uh, source of truth in terms of who gets hired. Right. That is great advice. And also, if you are, if you have your eye on a company, for example, yes. tell us about how you strategize that. How do you get in the back door of a company instead of standing in line at the front door with a million other people trying to get in to get that same job? Oh, I love that framing, Lee, because I think you're right. The front door, if you've ever been to the front door of a busy club on Saturday night, is the worst place to be, right? Right. You know, everyone's in line, everyone's competing for attention. That's a really lousy game to play because your odds are so limited. Um, and if you've ever applied for a job online and never heard back, you get it. Mm -hmm. However, the back door, as Lee suggested, is getting a referral. Someone inside the company saying, hey, don't even worry about that recruiter. Come chat with me over here. And so the data shows that if you're referred by someone inside the company, you have 10 times the chances of getting an interview versus someone who only applies online. So if you know that you want to work at um, Amazon or you want to work at Disney or wherever you want to work, find people inside that company who went to your same school, who know the same people as you, maybe who even um, share the same volunteer background. Maybe you, you know, build houses with Habitat for Humanity and there's someone on the inside who does that too. And reach out, have a great conversation, build rapport, and then ask for a referral that could change the course of your life. Oh, I love that. I love that. So in terms of using your alma mater, for example, is there a way to, to filter for specific companies when you go and you're searching through a fellow alumni? Yeah. So if you're on LinkedIn and you're looking at that search box at the very top, mm -hmm. you can obviously put in anything you want there. But if you look over to the right-hand side in your search results, you're going to see something that says all filters. And this is the magic button because this gives you access to all sorts of ways of slicing and dicing LinkedIn's data, including show me everybody who today works at, um, let's say, Tesla, and show me everybody who went to the University of Southern California. And with two clicks of your mouse, you have found your exact people in your exact dream company, and you're off to the races. Jeremy, Jeremy. <laughs> I love the insider scoop. What are your favorite LinkedIn hacks that you know that other people don't know? Yeah, so let me give you three. Okay. We'll sort of end with a little fireworks cluster here. Um, one of them is on LinkedIn and two of them are off. So first of all, the one that's on LinkedIn that's very brand new is there's this new AI-powered job interview prep tool that, by the way, like everything else I've shared today, is absolutely free. You don't need LinkedIn Premium for it. So you go to the job section, you go to interview prep, and you can now practice all the interview questions that are most important for your dream job. 
banking, analyst, accounting, and get automatic feedback straight from LinkedIn. Are you speaking too fast or too slow? Are you varying your pitch or are you monotone? And of course, lots of filler words like um and a. And then you could even share that with other alumni who are inside the company today to get insider feedback on your interview prep. So that's the that first one. That is amazing. Yeah, so I love I'm that. I'm checking that out right away. And then two bonus tools off of LinkedIn because LinkedIn doesn't have a monopoly on cool stuff. Number one, if you go to hunter.io, you can look up the email address for any company in the world. So for example, at LinkedIn, the email pattern is first initial, full last name at linkedin.com. I was Jay Sheepling at linkedin.com. Our founder, Reed Hoffman, was R. Hoffman at linkedin.com. And now that you have a really easy way to get in touch with anyone out there, even without buying LinkedIn premium. And then third and finally, if you are as obsessed with keywords as I am, and clearly I am, you have to check out another site called jobscan.co. It will scan your profile or your resume the same way that the algorithm does. And it will say, hey, Lee, hey, Jeremy, you're missing these keywords that are really critical. Make sure you get credit for them. Mm. So with all those tools, your career SQL listeners should be well on their way. Fantastic. Okay. So what about the LinkedIn doubters? The one who's the ones who think, oh gosh, I don't know. I've got to set up a whole account and do all these things. And then they they get on LinkedIn. There are all the different spaces to fill. What what about the people who say, you know what, I'm just gonna go to Glassdoor and just apply through there or other job posting sites? What do you have to say to them? So the way I think about it is, first of all, I totally get it. Like I am this crazy career nerd. And if you're just not that focused on work, good for you. I'm glad that you have balance in your life. Mm -hmm. But just mathematically, you know, at least during our adult years, we're spending half of our waking hours at work, maybe more time with our colleagues than with our families in some cases. And so my feeling is when you're looking back on your life 10, 20, 30 years from now, Do you want to feel like that time was well spent, something meaningful, something where you could really be proud of the work you did? If you want access to those amazing opportunities, you owe it to your future self to invest in the best possible way. And that really is LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And so what sets LinkedIn apart, for example, from those other job posting? Yeah. The truth is just that's where the action is. Mm -hmm. You know, there was that famous bank robber, Willie Sutton. um, And when he was finally caught, one of the interviewers said, hey, Willie, why do you rob banks? He said, simple. That's where the money is. (laughs) And I think about that the same way with LinkedIn. Like, you know, for better or worse, LinkedIn has every recruiter, every company, every job, everything in one place. And so if you're going to spend even an hour thinking about your career in the next year, that's the place that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. Okay. Okay. So another question that comes up is, what do I do if I have a job right now, but I am looking for another job. How safe is it for me to be doing this on LinkedIn? Will will my colleagues see see me going yeah. after these other jobs? So that's what a great question, Lee, because you're right. Like, you know, we're all a little nosy sometimes. We're checking out each other's profiles. And if you see that your colleague's profile has suddenly gone from, you know, accountant to data scientist, mm-hmm. that could be a red flag. What's going on over there with Joe? Um, however, there is a way to get around that which is something that LinkedIn calls open to work. So if you go to your profile, the very top, you click the open to work button and you can send a signal just to recruiters and only recruiters that you are interested in data science jobs in New York City, you know, in this kind of uh, environment. And the beautiful thing is it can be shown to anyone if you want, but it can also only be shown just to recruiters, including those who don't work at your company. So you don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about your HR department ratting you out to your current boss. 
Right. So what do you recommend though, in terms of the headline, if you feel like you want to shift to something new, but you don't want to alarm your current, uh, your current manager? Yeah. So I think the reality is, is if you're a career changer, it's going to be a little bit tougher for you to break in at first, right? Because you're competing against experienced industry hires. So recruiters may not choose you versus someone who's already in that space and been there for 10 years. However, what I would advise is spend less time on your profile and more time on your outreach. Mm. Really get out there, build connections internally that no one will know exists except for you, and then use that to get the referral, to meet with the hiring manager, and get a big edge even over those industry pros. Great advice. Thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy, of course, I could talk to you so much longer because I'm a LinkedIn and career nerd as well, fellow LinkedIn and career nerd. If you could give one piece of advice to our listeners, what would it be? Yeah. And I think this really sort of speaks to the moment we're in. You know, there's this whole um, epidemic of quiet quitting and great resignation mm-hmm. and all that, people feeling really burnt out. I totally get it. But I think a lot of it comes from a sense of loss of autonomy. I am not the author of my own career destiny. I'm just sort of being blown left and right by the winds of the economy. What I want all of your listeners to understand is probably for the first time in the history of our economy, you can now actually chart your own course using tools like LinkedIn. You can define who you are. You can reach out to recruiters and insiders around the world, and you can build a path to where you want to be next. So if you're feeling disheartened or locked out of what you love doing, just know there's a way to break through. I love that. I love that. We are the creators of our own destiny. We have so many tools at our disposal now that can help us in our career. And Jeremy, how can people find you? Well, first of all, I want to give a a plug again. I want to say this again. Uh, Get Jeremy's book, everybody. If you are on LinkedIn, if you get Jeremy's book, you have everything that you need at your fingertips all about LinkedIn. And once again, it is called Linked. Conquer LinkedIn, get your dream job, own your future. Jeremy, how else can people get a hold of you? Do you are you open to people contacting you and connect, sending you connection requests on yeah. LinkedIn? I was going to say, there's this little professional network you might have heard of with that yeah. logo. <laughs> Always happy to connect. And um, if folks want a profile review straight from a LinkedIn insider himself, they can get that at linkedinguys.com. Well, Jeremy, again, thank you so much for being with us, everybody. I am so glad that that you've been here for our conversation and I appreciate you so much. And until we get together again next time, take good care and I'm cheering you on. Hey, if you're going back to work after a career break, I have a gift to help you get started. It's my free guide, Four Simple Steps You Can Take Today to Re-Enter the Workplace. I love it because it helps you get the ball rolling in a simple, easy, manageable way. Just go to my website, careersequel.com, and click on the red box that says, get the four simple steps now. That's careersequel.com, get the four simple steps now. See you there.